Well, hi, everybody. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. It is really good to have you here with us tonight. Um, I like these kind of shows because uh, we're starting to do these. It's went over really well the last couple of times we've done it. This is your questions. We want to know what you think, what you're talking about. I'll bring up topics, but we want to know more about what you're thinking and what you want to know. Um, nothing is off limits unless it is. <laughs> And uh, I think it's time we have some difficult conversations. So our show tonight is brought to you by Chris Dental Family Dentistry, where everyone is welcome. Um, we also want to thank uh, BS Free MD. This is Tim and May. They're a couple of doctors out of the uh, Sweet Home area, and they do a podcast, and it's all on medical issues. And they do some uh, really cool stuff. So if you go to Spotify, you go to any Apple, any of the regular channels and just look up BS Free MD. That means bullshit free MD. They don't give you any crap. They give you a lot of entertainment, but a lot of information. They uh, have all kinds of people. Hi, Ashley. How are you doing? So this is all about your guys's questions or what you're thinking. Uh, because we want to know our other sponsor tonight is Chris Dental Family Dentistry. Let's roll this and then we're going to get right to you. Here we go. This is Dr. Michael Bradley from Chris Dental. Just because we live in Oregon doesn't mean we have to accept this crazy left-wing ideology the rest of our lives. We don't have to succumb to CRT, gender identity indoctrination, and out-of-control homelessness, crime, and so on. We can actually make a change and it starts with the next election. Right now, it is our responsibility to make sure that those who share our same values are elected in November. Make sure you and everyone that you know actually votes. We can and will take back Oregon. So what are you concerned about? What, what is on your mind? And if you guys want, I can even bring you on. If you give me your email address, I can send you a link and you can pop on here with me and you can talk with us if you want to. Um, we have one other new sponsor that I want to tell you about, a developer in Eugene. Really cool guys, Jim St. Clair and Daniel Basaraba. Uh, they both work for JDEV Investments. Their whole, their whole tagline is renovation and rehabilitation of commercial and residential real estate. So let me tell you that, you know where the um, George and Violet's in downtown Springfield, Jim's Landing, they, re they renovated that into apartments and usable space or nice restaurants. So that's what they do. They go into places and they're just creating a new one over in the WIT. Uh, in Eugene, the Whitaker neighborhood, uh, with some really cool uh, food booths, um, a really cool bar, and uh, the owner, we're going to have her on the show later in the month of the new bar, and uh, she, she says she always wanted to have a bar called the Crow Bar, and so um, it is, that is what you got going on. Doctors and dentists should refuse to comply with Kate's masks and shame demands. Um, well, I think a lot of, our, our doctors still requiring masks in Oregon. <laughs> really? So I have some things I want to talk about. Um, I was, do you guys see, oh, did you see um, it's starting to happen? And unfortunately we're all feeling the pinch because people are running there, but inflation is, is killing us. So um, there's an article on here that, okay, so here's a bunch of new businesses that are closing or shutting or laying off people, Gap, 500 jobs. Um, Snap, 20% of the employees at Snap are being laid off. Wayfair, 870 employees nationwide. Robinhood, 1,000 employees. Um, uh, Peloton Bikes, 4,600 people being laid off. 
Shopify, a thousand workers gone. 7-Eleven, 880 jobs cut. Vimeo, which is a video service, 6% of its workforce. Tesla, 200 employees, plus those CEOs are probably counted in that that got, got canned. Ravine, Ravian, about 6% of their workforce. GoPuff, 10%. Remax, 17%. Um, and Microsoft, 1% of the employees. JP Morgan, over 1,000 workers. Netflix, 500 people. Compass, 450 employees. Redfin, 6% of its employees. Coinbase, 18% of the workforce. Carvans, 2,500 people. And the list goes on and on. So how in the heck can Joe Biden, our president, claim that we're not in a recession? <laughs> you know, and then I've got people fighting on my page saying to me that it's not the president's fault that you can't blame the president, it's big corporations and their greed. Well, big corporations have been greedy ever since I can remember. What's changed? Um, four years ago, we weren't in this boat. Two years ago, we weren't in this boat. Um, what, 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 what changed Joe Biden, our president, our leader? And besides, what we don't understand in this country is the, when you're the president, you have to take the blame. It's your fault. Um, your decisions, mm -hmm. your policies. So what's gonna happen? Um, it's definitely, Kim, you're right. It's definitely his fault. And why are people still sticking up for him? Um, if we really care about people, what, what, and, you know, I had people, I put something on the other day and it was about the cost of my, uh, my creamer. Um, I used like a coconut creamer in it cause it's, it's better for your heart and that kind of thing. And it was used to be two fifty. it's four seventy five. cauliflower, two seventy five a pound. Um, and then some lady comes on my page and says, well, a lot of people can't even afford to buy creamer and cauliflower. Like, what does that have to do with the story? Oh, Kim, there you go. People hate to be wrong. So, you know, what? I was listening to um, Joe Rogan today talking and um, he was talking about he's really he's punching back. Uh, I think that there's going to be a red tidal wave. And you know what it is? It's woke. It's because of woke. It's because of what what's going on in our schools. It's because in Oregon, I think people saw what Kate Brown did and by locking everybody down. And now we can look back at the research and see what's happening. And how many of you out there think that locking down the schools was a good idea? Do you think that was a good idea? Because the research I'm reading saying it was not a good idea. You know, the other thing, um, and Rogan was talking today about the censorship. And, you know, and I was listening to a radio station then too, and they were talking and the two hosts are more conservative guys. And they were talking about, they put some positive stuff on about Donald Trump. And the next day their viewership was like, you know, and they have millions of people that listen to them and their viewership was down to like a hundred. Well, I experienced that. I mean, I can tell the difference. Um, but I'm just, if, if I do, if I do something that's not political, um, I'll see tons and tons of people on here. As soon as I do something that's political, Facebook throttles it back and I pay them. Um, I'm in business with them. I pay them and they still throttle me back because they're still censoring people. Um, hindsight. What do you mean, Jim? Hindsight. Um, it's a horrible idea. So many kids. Jim, so, so let me ask you this. We have to 
great big shit storm coming, Rick. Oh, it's going to be huge. Jim, let me ask you this. You say hindsight. So you're saying, okay, we have, it's always easy when you're done. Did you not even, how many of you, and Jim, I'm not just posing this to you, but did, did anybody else not even during this, when this was going on, have an inkling that something was not right, that this wasn't right? I mean, for the first three weeks or four weeks or so, I think everybody kind of freaked out. We all went, okay, we better do this. But as, a, as the information started coming out, all of a sudden it's mass, no mass, mass work, they don't work. And I think anybody with a mind that starts ration, starts going in and going, okay, wait a second here, something isn't working. And then we're reading research where children don't get the virus as seriously and hardly anybody gets it. Young people ever die from it. And so you start thinking, well, then why are you shutting down the schools? Did, were you, any of you, I'd love to hear from you. Any of you, did you start, when did you start thinking something is just not right? Because Jim, I think it's easy to say hindsight. We all make mistakes and do that, but this is more than a mistake. This was, this was, this was something that most of us, and, and, the, and the main reason it went on is because of censorship. Anybody out there who tried to talk about this was shut down. Even what I'm doing now would have got me kicked off of Facebook back, you know, eight months ago. And that is wrong. And that's what's wrong with the censorship that's gone on in this country. We fought it from the beginning. We were attacked and vilified. That's the other thing. When does the conversation come where people on that on that side that vilified us? What about the people that called up and told me, um, how does it feel, Rick, to know that you killed somebody? When do you get to say you're sorry? Because you were wrong. You were wrong. And, and that, that we are put into a position like that where we can, where we're divided that way. It, it makes me sick to my stomach. Um, I, I, all hospitals in Portland are refusing critical care if we refuse masking, thanks to the sheep who comply. Are you serious? Wow. That's insanity. We all went along to get along at the time. Now we know better. Exactly. But I think, when did we know better? I mean, Kathy and I stopped. We, I mean, when places started opening up that weren't supposed to, we went. I'm like, I'm going to support you for having the balls to open up. So when Jim opened up his bar down in Springfield, we went there. Um, when others opened up outside seating. and that, I mean, if you think back, okay, this is the funny thing. I remember going to my first barber haircut when they made it okay, we could go in there. And Mario had on a surgical outfit. He had to have a, a mask on plus a face shield, head covering, and then he had gloves on and rubber, like his legs were in booties. And then everything where there was airspace, it was duct tape. That's just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, come on. And I remember looking at him and he's going, this is what we have to do to do this. He was sweating. He was uncomfortable. How much, how, how bad was that for his health? And you look back at that and you go, oh my gosh, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I thought it at the time. Agreed. I am still so angry about what they did to our kids. When did they say they're sorry, Ashley? You know, when do, when do, I, you know when I think they say it? On November 8th. I think November 8th, Joe Rogan was talking about this today. He thinks it's going to be like a massive bloodbath. Um, and all over the country you're seeing, I, I think, and this is not a Republican Democrat issue. I think there's so many Democrats who are going to vote in Republican. They're going to vote in somebody other than who did this. And people, you know, when Kate Brown was up there doing her, I know this is really, really hard. Everybody knew she was just trying to be a control freak. 
the great, the greatly affected the special needs community. Oh yeah, very much so. My brother-in-law is in that community and um, they, they couldn't go do anything, stay at home. I had a gut feeling that this was all wrong from the beginning and refused to get vaccinated or wear a mask. Um, well, what about the nurses who were fired, medical staff? Fired? Exactly. Hey, May, I'd love to know more about this. I know you're a doctor. I, I'm, I still get emails from nurses from Peace Health and other places that say they are not being hired back. So if you're short staffed and someone chose not to get the vaccine and you laid them off and now you need hospital staff, why would you not hire them back? Is that called spite? Hmm. May says, Ashley Hubbard, the doctors are mid-levels. Does that mean the doctors are at the mid-level? This is administration that's making those decisions, I'm sure is what you're saying. They will never apologize. No. And ha and they were wrong. Um, and this whole thing is blowing up in their face now. And um, and they try to put blame on other, everybody else and somebody else. And, you know, and what's the saddest thing to me is that I lost like tons of friends and people um, because I couldn't live that way. Um, I, I, you know, I Kathy and I did this for a while. We did our our thing. And, um, you know, as soon as we got in our car, as soon as we got out of the store, we take off our mask. And then one day Kathy just looked at me and she goes, you know, Rick, even if we lose business, I just I can't do this anymore if we lose clients. And we lost a few clients um, at that time, but we picked up more. Um, but we we lost a few clients um, when it was at the gym. We'd wear them under our nose so we could breathe because that's the most asinine thing. And and health wise, I mean, wearing a mask while you work out, um, that is that has got to be a, a horrible strain on your system. And I, anyway, I can't believe that people fell for it for that long and that we had to do it. But where is the people that are, where, where are the people saying they're sorry? Where are the people that are saying, hey, we should have, um, you know, the biggest problem in my book is that you didn't let people talk and ask questions about it, you know? And, and that's what uh, Jordan Peterson was talking this morning. Um, oh, you meant not just nurses losing their jobs. Uh, Peterson was talking this morning and saying, you know, hard, there's difficult conversations to have, but why can't we have those conversations? Why can't we sit down and say, how do we keep this from happening again? The mistakes that were made. Um, and I think the main way you do that is you stop censoring people and you allow diversity of thought. But what ended up happening was anybody who thought outside of the cultural speak um, was, was silenced. Uh, you were either taken off media, how many people lost their Facebook pages. Um, you know, I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. And uh, there's a good, there's a good topic right there, May. Ashley Hubbard and the pay rate for travel nurses and physicians is double that of the regular staff. So here in a small town like Townsend, you know, they have traveling nurses come in and um, think what that does to your budget when you have, and, and it's, and you know, then also how do you, how do you deal with the fact that you've got your regular nurses and they're paid the regular pay. And then you got these folks coming in who are making double and don't know anything about your community, who the people are, any of those other kind of skills. I mean, I'm not saying they're not skilled employees, but how does that, that I know from talking to people that that doesn't always sit well with folks like that. Um, we went to Florence a few times to support those restaurants who are being fined for mask issues. I did the same thing, Tom. Um, and, and look how their newspapers treated them and look how people in town treated those people. So here you have members of your community 
who you were friends with yesterday and now because they choose something different than you do. They have different beliefs than you do. They, they, you make them into a killer. You make them into somebody who's a scourge. And, and, you know, and I know people don't like to talk about this, but how is that any different from what Hitler did to the Jews? How is that any different? Yeah, we don't talk about that, do we? I've heard so many people say prior to COVID, how could they have fallen for that? How could people have just, you know, done that to those people? Well, because when you divide and conquer, when you make enemies out of someone, when you take a group of people and call them Jews or call them anti-vaxxers or call them um, COVID deniers or climate deniers, um, what are you doing? You're separating them you're, and you're taking away their ability to speak the truth as they see it. And then what you do is you create this mentality where everybody's looking for everybody else. And that's what happens. And people don't want to see it that way and they don't want to talk about it. But it's the same thing, um, except for it's a religious group of people and a hatred towards them. But how many people actually hated us, those of us who didn't agree? Um, they're not on my pages anymore. They left and they said despicable things about me and to me. And I've had people come on my page and they are just absolutely nasty all because of that. And I'd see on other websites how dancers and anti-vaxxer and at the time, I wasn't even saying, I never had any said anything about whether I got a vaccine or not. So they didn't know, they were just assuming. And that's another thing we did, we did prior to now with Republicans is all of a sudden, if you're a Republican, you're a, a hater, you're anti-trans, you're anti-gay, you're anti this stuff. Well, you know, there's, I have too many friends in the gay community who are Republicans. <laughs> so you know what? Fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about. Um, and I think that's the problem you have. And now people are fed up. And here's the problem with voters um, is they're usually the silent people. And then when it comes to something like this, their silence is erupts with a check mark on a ballot. And I think you're going to see, a I hope you see a major shift in this country. Um, the problem will be we need to get back to a center somewhere. Um, I don't think a Republican majority is, um, I think it's a good thing now because you got to clean things up a little bit, the Democrat. And I was, I'm not a, I'm not an anti-Democrat guy. Um, you know what it is? We gotta, I got to come up with a new name. It really is the progressives that I'm, I have problems with. It's that far, far left group of people that doesn't care, doesn't listen to anybody, and all they want is their big idea. So... Um, it was great plan to start a year ago. We were just too busy working to look up what the population control you. Yeah, yeah exactly. And how many of, of the deaths were from COVID and how many of the deaths were with COVID? I will bet you money and history comes down and you're going to see a, a documentary in 25 or 30 years that comes out and shows how foolish we were. And why were we foolish? Because we shut down 
the alternate information that didn't fit the narrative that we weren't comfortable with. And we pointed our nasty little finger at people and called them names because we didn't like what they were doing. And that's where you get to take the blame, whoever you are. Uh, Michael, everybody can ride the same bus. You don't have to get off at the same stop. I like that. Um, Ashley, uh, in Canada, they had apps on phones to check back status to get into restaurants. They had some, you, you, there's Eugene restaurants that wouldn't let you in if you hadn't been vaccinated. Um, absolutely amazing. And then when Dr. Bratlin said, you know, you can come in, uh, you have to wear a mask in, but what, how do you, how do you go to a dentist and wear a mask? <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? This, it, it makes no sense. If you went back and really looked at, you know, this, this, the stupid things that were done, um, people driving in their cars by themselves with a mask. And then, you know, I tried not to make fun of that, but then you get to a point and you're going, I'm sorry, that is just ignorance because you're by yourself. You, and I see guys on motorcycles wearing a mask. It's like, what? I mean, you know, and then those same people are screaming at me, follow the science. <laughs> um, I am, <laughs> you know, and Kathy and I used to figure that when we'd see somebody still wearing a mask, um, you know, not here in Montana, I don't do that here. I kind of just, people are so cool about it. If they wear one, I figure you probably have a good reason. In Oregon, it was fear. I'm sure there was people with good reason and there still are, but it's like the last time I went back, I saw more masks in Trader Joe's than I've seen in the whole state of Montana since I've been here. And that is when, oh, and hold on, we were shunned. We were shunned out of restaurants in Hawaii because you needed to have an app proving you were vaccinated. Wow. I have a real, I have, the, well, the first guy, as I understand it, and this is from a good source, the first person who was counted as having COVID and dying of COVID in Lane County actually died of a heart attack. Um, and he had COVID, but it did, the COVID didn't kill him. It was the heart attack that killed him. But you didn't get your $30,000 if you said that. And then I know of a friend of my son's, her father went in having some heart pains and they went in and tested him and he had COVID. They said, okay, go home. You have COVID. Well, he was a firefighter. So he knew better. Something wasn't quite right. And so he kept looking, you know, watching it and dealing with it, but he was home kind of by himself. His wife went to the grocery store, came home and he was dead, died of a heart attack, but they listed it as COVID except the family fought it and got it listed back to a heart attack and not COVID. That is so wrong. And yet, if you mentioned that eight months ago, a year ago, um, you'd be you'd be you'd be kicked off of Facebook, kicked off of TikTok, kicked off of anything like that. Um, and that is absolutely insanity. My son was working in Seattle and couldn't find a place to eat if he did not have a jab. Yeah. And what's what's weird for you guys is here in Montana, this isn't even a topic. I mean, the only reason I thought of it today was because I was listening to a radio station. They were talking about when are people that that were calling everybody names and calling them killers and and all this going to when are they going to when are they going to stand up and, and uh, admit that they were wrong? Because there's so much evidence that shows that they were. And that's what, why it kind of came to mind. And I thought about it. So that's why I was bringing it up today. Um, the virus is widely underutilized because most doctors don't report it on their because they don't consider the vaccine was a problem. Um, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of people out there that might want to disagree with that, 
<laughs> I have many, many friends in those communities. So um, you guys, one thing we're doing now, um, I love all your comments and, and kind of having a conversation about something real. Um, we'll see how Facebook reacts. Um, they already, I know they throttled me down. I see it. But um, I am concerned about layoffs in this country because I know it's affecting some of our clients. You're just hearing people talking about that, you know, they're just not, that the inflation is hitting them. And I'll tell you what, if you think gas prices are coming down and, oh, look what Uncle Joe's doing, you wait till after this election. They're going to shoot right back up because he can't keep using our reserves to bring down the price of oil so that he looks better. He and his party look better for the election because I'm sorry, Joe, guess what? You're putting oil all over your body and you don't look any better. <laughs> you don't look any better in oil and it's going to all come to roost. And what the one thing I do love about this, because, um, after many of us spent two years of very frustrating and losing people in our lives, not to COVID, but because of COVID. Um, and I think to finally see some kind of retribution, um, to see things happening. So I'm just hoping for this wave that just tells the Democrat, or the, or it's not even the Democrat, it really is the ideology of the day. Um, that you were wrong, we're not going to let you put up with this, and maybe people are waking up and seeing the light. So in Montana, um, when you winterize uh, and get ready for the winter, I had never known this. I went to a local uh, brewery and this guy walks up and I said, who are you? And he tells me his name. And I said, he says, uh, you bought the, you know, the Hagbombs place. And I said, yeah. And he goes, well, you're going to need me to come and give you a BJ in the winter before it gets cold. And I'm like, what? And he says, we have to give your irrigation system a blowjob. <laughs> and everybody laughed. And I went, what are you talking about? So today um, they came out and blew all the water out of my, because here it gets really cold. And if you leave that water in your irrigation system, um, it causes a problem. So I went out and helped him. And you go find all these little hoses, and he has he, so he runs CO2 in there, and then he just blows the water out of your system. Is that like the coolest thing ever? And so my friend Brian Miskinis is also um, he doesn't have to do that, but but it is it. it Brian is a weatherman who used to be in at Coin, and he still does weather. Um, still hasn't been able to let go of that weather, so he's no. now working with us. And because because weather's fun, and plus everybody everybody's lives. What's the you know? I have a, my my former owner has a little weather station, so I have the little wind meter, and I have all the stuff. The anemometer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so when he left, he accidentally his daughter just packed everything in there. He writes me and goes do you want the weather thing, the weather station? I'm going, yeah. So he sends it back. So I get up in the morning, even if it's two in the morning, I can go, oh, there's 10 mile an hour winds. It's the barometers rising, you know, and you can kind of keep track of it. But I don't know what all that stuff means, which is why Brian's now on our show to kind of help us out. But we got some, I don't know what's going to you do. You know, you keep track of Oregon, Idaho, Washington, and Montana. But I just read that where Southwestern Montana is looking at some, some really high winds and mm -hmm. two to four inches of snow or something. 
Yeah. Uh, before we get there, Rick, I, I've got a funny story to share with you. You were talking about how the you know weather bug, it bites you and it doesn't let go. This is a true story. So when I was in my 20s and I was dating and I was looking for Mrs. Wright, my buddies would always tell me, Brian, if the date's not exactly going the way you want it to, just don't default to weather because that's what typical people do. But you would actually take it to the extreme. Talk about <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're sitting down with your date and you said, oh, very much do you know how bear and, and it would be like, oh my gosh, cut. Oh, yeah, here. cut it out. Yeah, the isobars. Let's talk about the isobars. Uh, hey, but Rick, yeah, we do have some big changes coming up. You know, I I know I mentioned I messaged you just a bit ago. I said out winterizing the trailer. I just got finished uh, getting rid of all the gray and the black water out of the uh, station where I take it to. And now, as soon as we're off the air here, I'm going to head out and start uh, blowing out the lines and hook up the compressor to it and blow out all the water lines. But uh, really, it's amazing. I think about two or three weeks ago we were talking, and I said it'll be interesting. I I even predicted wrongly so that winter was going to wait until december to get here but there are some big changes especially here in montana coming our way so i'm gonna get right to it first of all coming up tonight into tomorrow we do have a pretty sharp cold front moving into western montana rick that's going to affect you guys as well in southwest montana uh, townsend in particular you guys are going to kind of be on the edge we'll call it of the warmer bubble of the front at least initially but very strong gusty winds over in townsend meanwhile here west of the divide especially mission valley flathead valley we're talking about rain developing overnight tonight transitioning to snow during the morning commute now look several of the forecast models are saying tomorrow morning mission valley north to flathead valley up in the yak valley and also the Tobacco Valley, we're going to be talking about a several hour period of moderate to heavy snow moving through. Where exactly that band sets up will greatly determine, you know, who sees the heaviest accumulations. But we're talking wet, sloppy, slushy snow accumulations. And this is going to be the first one. So this is going to be the first test of our drivers here in the valley coming up at least west of the divide tomorrow. For you in southwest Montana, Rick, yeah, definitely could pick up some snow, especially Wednesday night, later Wednesday into Wednesday night. And then everybody clears out tomorrow night and goes cold. And that's when we'll see, at least here in the Polson area where I'm based, our first real hard freeze of the winter. Now, backing up a little bit of step, let's head west over to the I-5 corridor, Oregon, Washington. Right now, you guys are in the cold trough that just moved through. That's the front that's going to move through Montana coming up tonight. And you guys are seeing the showery regime, also some sun breaks over there. Now, Friday, that's when things start to get interesting once again. A very sharp and very juicy moist system is going to move in from the northwest and we're going to be talking about rain heavy at times starting from north moving south all the way into friday for the i-5 corridor and after that front kicks out it's going to move east over here towards montana and it's going to team up with some cold air starting to spill over the divide once probably snow levels initially saturday at least uh let's talk i-5 snow levels you're talking about snow levels way up above the passes now you get into saturday afternoon and evening Snow levels come crashing down below the passes, possibly as low as 1,500 or 2,000 feet by early next week, even west of the Cascades. Now, here in Montana, we're talking about rain and snow Saturday, transition to snow showers as we go into Sunday, and then bitterly cold Arctic temperatures spilling over the divide coming up next week. In fact, Rick, we could be seeing overnight lows next week in the single digits here in Montana. Yeah, yeah I, the, the guy, when he called me and said, Rick, I probably need to get over there today. And it was just for people back home, you know, back in Oregon, it was um, like 61 and yeah. fairly sunny, super windy. But even the wind was still warm. I mean, Kathy yep. was out after she goes out 
works out in the yard a little bit just to kind of relieve herself, you know, of, of rain stuff. And she was out there working in it and it was just blowing. But oh, so such a nice day. And she goes, this is the last one. I go, yeah, I think we're going to yeah. we're going to be in for winter now. We'll see a little bit of a bump in temperatures Thursday, Friday, Saturday. In fact, Saturday actually could turn out very warm again for you guys in Townsend ahead of that front. But then uh, Sunday, when that Arctic air starts to spill over the divide, we're going to be reminded once again, this is November in Montana. In fact, actually, I was kind of flashing back. It was about five years ago now. We were going through a bunch of medical stuff with my dad, who uh, was in the hospital at the time. And I remember my brother drove up from L.A., of all places. He took the I-15, came in through Dillon. And he goes, why is it that every time I come to visit, it's always winter? Because literally the two weeks before had been beautiful, sunny weather. The two weeks after he left were beautiful, sunny weather. But the time he was here, I think we got like a foot of snow. And it was just bitterly cold. And I said, it's just putting you to the test. That's all. Right. And he, and he wasn't listening to his brother. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's once again, you've always said you should be listening to me. I know what I'm talking about. I could keep you out of this, you know. <laughs> That's you the goal. It. I will say this. I gave our uh, local tire shop on Saturday, I gave them a heads up because I said, uh, heads up. Tuesday, Wednesday, you guys may get some uh, snow around here. So because I was in there getting my studs put on. On you know, I I work rain, snow, sleet, freezing rain. You know what radio and television is like. You work regardless. So I was getting my studs put on both my wife's car and my car because it doesn't look like it's going to go anywhere. It looks like we're in, especially next week, things turning colder. In fact, I should mention that one or two of our forecast models over the past couple of days have even shown snow down at the valley floor in Oregon. Believe it or not, west of the west of the I five or west of the Cascades. So. <laughs> Yeah, that would I mean, be unusual. My days of saying, you know, like in Oregon, you get two inches of snow and people don't go to work. In Montana, I think it has to be like three feet or you're considered <laughs> kind of a wuss, you know? I, I am always impressed, Rick, with, you know, because working at the radio station, we'll drive in some mornings, there's six inches on the ground. And I'm I'm expecting to hear from the school district and we don't. Yeah, they just, no, it's, you know, it's they, like you'd never go to school if you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> it'd, be like, it'd be like Oregon during the pandemic. Oh, there I go. <laughs> hey, Brian, exactly. thanks, for be, thanks for being here. Appreciate all you do. Hey, thank you, Rick. See ya. See you later. So there you go, you guys. So, um, yeah, thanks for your questions tonight and your comments. And seriously, if you guys, when you were doing this, if you want to come on and make a statement or have a comment or something, all you got to do is send me an email and I can pop you up pretty fast. I can get it to you. Um, tomorrow night, we have a super interesting show. A guy, a guy from Oregon named Doug Hooley wrote a book called Leaving the Church to Find Jesus. Well, he sent me a copy of it. I'm reading it. It's a really long book, but I'm reading it. And already I called him and said, you got to come on my show. So he's coming on tomorrow night to talk about that. And then Kim will be here to talk with folks from the Veterans Day Parade in Albany on Thursday. Bill London will have your news. And, uh, and Compton Winery will be here as well. So our sponsors again tonight, BS Free MD. Um, if you're interested in medical information that you're not going to hear anywhere else, go to Spotify, a, um, any of those, um, Anchor FM, any of those podcasting services, and you'll find BS, like Bullshit Free MD. And that's May and Tim, and they will talk. It's super entertaining. And really, everybody that's found them from our show, 
absolutely loves them. So you will have fun with them. Chris Dental Family Dentistry, where everyone is welcome. This is the time of year to get your appointments in before the holidays because people are packing them up. So you need to get in there, get your, um, I know you think, oh, I got holiday stuff going, but oh my gosh, if you're going to go to a Christmas party and have yellow teeth, ugh, don't do that. That's nasty. And JDEV Investment, it's renovation and rehabilitation for commercial and residential real estate. Um, and that is Jim St. Clair and David Basaraba. I love that name. Daniel Basaraba. I have to kind of flow it out there. Um, two people doing some really cool stuff in Eugene. And we're going to be showing you some of that coming up in the next few months. We'll be uh, focusing on local businesses that are just new that you may not know about. Um, that they have redeveloped the property and provided a space. Uh, the first one's going to be in the wit. Um, Kim Stark's going to be going over there on, I think it's the 10th. Uh, we'll be there live with them. I'm showing you four different businesses in this little area um, near Takabor. So you're going to have fun with that. All right. Um, share this on your page because Facebook really has been kind of nasty some days and they'll just throttle me back, even though we pay and they still throttle us back. How fair is that? Yeah. Maybe, you know, I am so excited. I heard there's a lawsuit. Somebody's filing a suit against Facebook, um, to to prove, um, what they're doing and censoring people and forcing them. And I'm hoping that Elon Musk buying Twitter will open their eyes to the fact that you can't get away with this anymore. And um, you're, 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 you're setting an agenda based on your personal beliefs, but you, that's not your job. Or if you want to do that, then you need to be considered a publisher. And then you can follow the same damn rules that TV and radio stations do. Otherwise, if you want to be free, then you have to let us be free. And that means you can't be censoring things because you personally, Mr. Zuckerberg, and your staff don't like it. Um, that's not your job. You're here to provide a platform for conversation. And had you done that the last two years, we may not have made some of the major mistakes that we're making now. And all the money in the world can't change what's going to happen on Tuesday, November 8th, because you already blew it. And for all you politicians who over pushed your, your boundaries and, and we're so, I know it's really, really hard, but you've over pushed your boundaries. Um, you know, good luck. Um, I think that things are going to turn. I even heard that. And, and here's the other thing. You guys, you have to vote. You have to vote. You can't sit back and think, oh, it looks like it's going to be this wave. I'm just going to stay home. No, 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 no. And, and vote for people who are not. Here's how I look at this. Um, we don't have a choice for governor. I mean, in terms of someone not in the legislature. So this doesn't apply to them because you don't have a choice for that because of our system. But everybody else, you got to ask yourself a question. Why didn't they do something about what was going on with the governor and her mandates? Why, they were there. They're legislators. Why didn't they do something? We need new people in there. We need people that have the guts to stand up to uh, tyrannical Lead, leaders and to say, uh, uh you don't get away with this. So make sure you're voting, make sure you get your ballot in. Um, I get to go to a polling place for the first time in 25 years. I'm excited to actually go do that. Um, okay. So I will see you tomorrow night. Uh, we're going to talk about leaving the church to follow Jesus. How do you like that? All right. We'll see you later. I'll share it again. Share it on your page. I almost hit the wrong button. Ha, <laughs>